Hey, Holly, how are you? Dave, hey, how are you? Good. Welcome to the What Difference Does It Make wacky podcast for uh, April Fool's Day. <laughs> I am very happy to be here today, and I'm, I've been thinking about this. I love, I have loved doing the K-Rock Countdown. I always think, oh, this is so great. I was so excited when we got back to it. Now with the little special ones that we get to do, whether the, you know, our, our interviews interjected or a holiday like this one, April Fool's Day, I get excited all over again. Oh, very good. Okay. Well, I try and keep it fresh. We, we want to keep everyone on their toes. So yeah, April Fool's Day, I gave you a suggestion to like, hey, what what makes you laugh? There's uh, there's comedy and music, and, and not necessarily on purpose, or sometimes it's by accident. Sometimes it's uh, some f- a funny line. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, that's for me. That adds more to the presentation, I guess. When an artist has a sense of humor, and you know they're relaxed on stage and they can enjoy themselves, I love that. Any bit of levity is always good for me. It's not all about Weird Al and, and, you know, Dr. Demento as far as humor goes, although I I give them a ton of credit and I do have one Weird Al song to talk about, my favorite one. But yeah, you're right. And, and, And between you and I, we find humor in different things, some of the same things, some different things. So I'll be very curious to hear what you're coming to the table with today. Yeah. As you mentioned, Dr. Demento, he was kind of my entry into music. Uh, and I guess I kept that as I grew up. The doctor is in. The doctor is in. Woo! Woo! Wind up your radio. I'm Dr. Defenso in mad music and crazy comedy from out the vaults and off the wall. Rare records and outrageous tapes for yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This week we'll have a salute to the demented year 1986 with some great comedy hits that made their debut that year and a couple we haven't heard since then. Whimsical Will will have his annual salute to the big summer monster movie, always a highlight. Got a lot of very demented new songs and lots of old favorites by Rick just learning about uh you know lyrics and and wordplay and stuff like that and of course one of the first things was was weird al he was uh he as i was growing up that's when weird al was starting and so i I think that had a strong effect on my sensibility and so i mean i'm always looking to laugh it was always like and i think that's probably why i didn't like progressive bands initially because they were so serious and there was like there's no no time for levity let's focus on the playing that was an issue. So progressive bands and even like Led Zeppelin, something like that. Too much. Too much for me. I needed I needed something. Okay. I agree with you about levity. I feel it more with TV shows and, and movies than I do with, with music. But as my husband pointed out when I asked him for some of his opinions for songs that I could talk about today, and he pointed out a few Rush songs, those guys have great senses of humor. Yeah, I, I mean, of course, I remember Take Off. Okay. okay, everyone, this record was my idea. Get out! It was. You're lying. Eating hose hit here just sort of rid on my coattail. Why are you doing this? It was our idea together, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We agreed to, to say that, but oh, Take Off! It wasn't until later when uh, Rush kind of maybe relaxed a little bit and for me kind of let their guard down. You know, like I knew their individual, like when you saw them in I Love You Man or they'd appeared on uh, Colbert, I kind of recognized, oh yeah, these guys do have a sense of humor. And and when I went to shows, they would have like uh, 
laundry going. And that and the videos in between the videos in between. Right. Uh, yeah. So they, they kind of let their, their hair down, so to speak. Yes. And so I could kind of see that they had a sense of humor. I didn't necessarily see them in bands like Led Zeppelin that were kind of, uh, you know, all about the rock, which is why bands that kind of paid homage to Zeppelin or like someone, someone like Tenacious D that would be pretentious and just like, we're the greatest rockers of all time. But you knew, you know, it was tongue in cheek. Like I, I, pre, I love bands that like, we love this music, but we realize that, you know, you know we're going to kind of tweak it a little bit and kind of raise it up a level and, uh, and show you how ridiculous it, it can be at times. And that's Tenacious D. saved our butts because the demon went to kill us but he was forced to set us free by the honor code the demons have to learn to fight because it's Satan's surprise and it's magic and it's a mystical disguise that stuff always makes me laugh so it's bands that that aren't mocking the genre and are kind of paying homage but uh just tweaking it just enough to go make me go oh yeah i recognize this <laughs> I think that's also the the brilliance of Christopher Guest. Um, one of my favorite movies is A Mighty Wind. Have you ever seen that? I saw A Mighty Wind. I did. Yeah. So you know, like that folk, uh, oh. just that folk style, uh, uh, and they're they're doing the you know one of my favorite movies is The Last Waltz, and it's kind of a they get all these folk bands together to for one last time, and 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 the music is so spot on, but they tweak it a little bit, and it's just, where it's just like, oh my god, this you recognize these tropes that are that happen in all folk music. I'd like to start with our hit. <laughs> you, you might remember it. That we hope you do. We hope you enjoy it, and hope it brings back some memories for you, folks. Okay. And. Whenever I'm out of wandering, chasing a rainbow dream. I often stop and think about a place I've never seen Where friendly folks can gather and raise the rafters high With songs and tales of yesteryear until they say goodbye Well, there's a puppy in the parlor and a skillet on the stove And a smelly old blanket and a Navajo wolf There's chicken on the table but you gotta say grace There's always something cooking at old Joe's place <laughs> He's brilliant yeah. Yeah, Christopher Guest is brilliant. I think as we talk about some of our favorites, I, I seem to find a theme in, in these bands that kind of love the genre so much and they're just doing their their own little version of it. But it makes it makes it so delightful. I get your humor. I get your, you know, where your tastes go and I and I understand it. And I understand it a little bit better each and every time uh we we do one of these, I get a little insight. <laughs> Into me? Yeah. Great. It's still happening after all these years. Well, you know, I have, I'm like an onion, like in, <laughs> like in Shrek, you know? I'm, yes. yes. See, you recognize it. Okay. peeling away the layers. That's right. Slowly, slowly, slowly. So before we start talking about our music, 
Mm-hmm. I want to know if you know the origins of April Fool's Day. I honestly, I, I don't. Uh, please enlighten me. The general consensus had to do with the French calendar in 1582 when France changed from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. Oh my God, I'm so glad we got rid of that Julian calendar. That was driving me nuts. <laughs> I know, it was terrible, Really? It? I mean, come yeah. on, Julius. It just wasn't working for me. <laughs> it wasn't. Give me Gregorian every time. So in France, I guess they originally celebrated the new year on April 1st on the Julian calendar. But when the Gregorian calendar came into use, they changed the new year to January 1st. I don't quite understand that. But the the word is that some people didn't get the news as quickly as others and continued to celebrate the new year on April 1st. And those people came to be known as April Fools because to others they were jokes. (laughs) That is and, hilarious. And so everyone who knew of the transition played pranks on them and made fun of their ignorance to the change. Sure. Just like Rosh Hashanah, right? <laughs> yes. It goes, it's, it's according to the Jewish calendar, but shouldn't the Jewish calendar be the same every year? The Jewish calendar, I mean, that's the oldest calendar, isn't it? I, I think so. That yeah. should be the, the most efficient one. So we are on the Gregorian system. Is that what we are? We use the Gregorian calendar now. Yes. yes. Okay. But there were other, there were other a variety of, of reasons for this, which which we don't have to go into. But this could be the most popular Is explanation. Julian, like based off Julius Caesar. So I mean, I'm, I'm, we're going way question. too into it. With the Julian calendar, Jul- April first was the first of the year. Yes. That would throw the seasons off completely because <laughs> yes, I mean, would. it would be that would be a, a foolish year. <laughs> we, we suddenly we went, we started living. Like on the Julian calendar. Yeah, so, we'll so, have to look that up on the on, on how many months were in the Julian calendar and why it, yeah. why it just didn't work. And how, and really, the Julian calendar, if the Gregorian calendar is the January to December, was it April 1st? Gregorian was, Gregorian is what we're on, so it's January to December. Right, but if the Julian calendar, they celebrated, the French celebrated New Year's on April 1st, April then wasn't really called April, was it? I think. <laughs> no, I mean, it could still be April 1st would be the, the new the year. The version of it. Yeah, that's the new year. Happy New Year. This is a lot of information. I mean, a lot of. Um... I, I am more confused than when you started. So thank you. <laughs> no idea what's going on. Okay, now that we've gotten our explanation for <laughs> April's, April Fool's Day. Did we, did we really, Holly? You gave me just enough information to be completely confused. Okay, so now do we launch into the fun, the fun and games? You want to go tell me what you're gonna, what your leadoff song is? And I'll put it on a Spotify playlist, and you can see it on our website, wddimpodcast.com. Or you can also check us out on our, our other social medium. Can you say that? Social medium? Sure. No, you medium just did. is a one, is a singular. Social media is plural. So you can find us on Facebook at the What Difference Does It Make podcast, or on Instagram and Twitter. WDDIM podcast and look for us on YouTube. Please check us out on YouTube. I'll just search for what differences it make podcast. And there's tons of stuff up there that maybe will make you laugh, think, roll your eyes. Yeah. And then subscribe. Yeah. We're always, always adding some fun stuff. Yeah. Hopefully maybe you can add some, uh, some videos from, from these songs that we're mentioning. Oh, I'm for sure adding the video of my first song, but. Uh, Which is go ahead. That's a, that's your lead in. <laughs> I was going to let you lead in, but okay, I'll take this one. Uh, have you heard the parody? This is my only, my one and only Weird Al contribution to this, even though he is hilarious and brilliant and just oh so clever. 
Do you know the song Word Crimes, which is a parody of Blurred Lines? You mentioned this on our Russ Boris episode, didn't you? Uh, I think I did. Yeah. Did that inspire you to go look at the video? The video for this is just, it's, <laughs> okay. So it's a parody of the song Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke and um, Pharrell Williams and, and T.I. And, and it, Marvin Gaye. Well, yes, Marvin Gaye is now credited, yes. It spoofs the misuse of proper English grammar and usage. And, you know, Weird Al is a very, he's a stickler for proper syntax and semantics. Grammar and, is, uh, an, is a hilarious topic. <laughs> oh, it can be. Yeah. I mean, the Oxford comma alone is a, is a topic unto itself. Well, Vampire Weekend had... Anyway, you must this this week for sure. We or are semicolons. To. I know uh, Lonely Island cares about semicolons. Okay, everyone, welcome to grammar class. Today we're learning about semicolons. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, Lonely Island. We use semicolons every day. Can you give me an example? Oh hell yeah! Get ready for a whale of a time. Shampoo, my whole team coming clean. Shampoo, he uses comic relief. Whoopee, and I'm the motherfucking monster. When you see me better cross the street, Frogger, then go home and write about it. Blogger, did I do that? Urkel, yo Angela, who's the boss? Merkel. But oh, but enough about me, about those. What? Tell me some word crimes. Some word crimes from Weird Al. Syntax, you're always mangling. No X in espresso. Espresso. There's, yeah. Espresso. No. Espresso. Espresso. No, espresso. That's what I said. Espresso. No nope. Say you've got an I and a T followed by an apostrophe S. Now, what does that mean? You would not use it apostrophe S in this case as a possessive. It's a contraction. What's a contraction? It's the shortening of a word or a group of words by the omission of a sound or letter. This Hilarious. Sound funny. This does not sound <laughs> at all funny. What I'm saying when I'm saying it, but you have to see it within the context of the video or just listen to the song. When you're texting, do you use? No. Okay. Watch the video, listen to the song. It's brilliant. And especially if you're a stickler for the English language, which you know I am. You are because every month we do our newsletter and I have so many word crimes and you constantly correct them. I love to edit. It's, it's a, it's fun for me. I love editing. Okay. Because yeah, my instinct is always the opposite. I have to reread it's and it's because I always like just writing I always do it the wrong way I don't know why that is my there's something dyslexic about me it's always bad it's always the wrong way every time and I I don't know why that is but I usually catch it but when I don't it it actually it does make me angry I I do know the difference so it's uh I know you do I know you so it's crazy it it apostrophe s crazy (laughs) yes it is it you can if you can say it and it is if you could say the same sentence as it is, then you know there's an apostrophe. Oh, okay. This is both <laughs> okay. funny and boring at the same time. So I, I don't know. I can't, I'm telling you, I can't <laughs> do it justice. I'm going to throw it over to you, Dave. All right. what, what amuses you? <laughs> well, as I touched on, I love bands that pay homage to something that they truly love. I have actually, I'll, I'll list two songs. One of my favorite bands is Ween. Are you familiar with Ween? 
Not really. I mean, I know the band, but not the music. Uh, they're two stoners. Ween. It's Gene and Dean Ween. They're from Jersey. And um, they, their one small hit was Push the Little Daisies in the, uh, in the early 90s. Push the Little Daisies and make them go up. They're great with the wordplay. But they're also crass sometimes. And <laughs> it's a little of everything. You, it's really, uh, they're extremely clever. You know, if someone says, well, what's the music of Ween like? Like, well, they're, they take on everything. The, the one song that I, that I was going to suggest, there were a number of songs, and a lot of them were just too crass to, to mention. But the one I do like is, it's called Your Party. It's kind of like the 80s, uh, kind of sophisticated pop type uh, sound, kind of like David Bowie or, or Brian Ferry, Style Council. You know, there's, you know, like a little saxophone in there. Anyway, this song is, it, he kind of takes the voice of, of, Bo, of David Bowie. It, it sounds a lot like Bowie. To make it more authentic, the, the saxophonist is David Sanborn playing on this song. So it's great. But and then but they just it's like as if um, like Brian Ferry went to a uh, like he was just this middle class guy who's just going to a dinner party and was talking about it. It's just this dull party, but, but this guy is just thrilled to be at this party and just having the great time with the tricolored pastas. It's not a parody. It's not, it's not, not a parody. parody. It's, like it's a in cheek. It's a legitimate song. I mean, all of Ween's songs are legitimate. They did an album of, uh, it's called 12 Country Greats. They hired the best country musicians and they played, and on this album are 10 songs, country songs, of just paying homage to the country format, but in a jokey way. They, they do some great parodies, uh, but also they're legitimately great, great songs. So I, I, I do love that. And then I will also go to uh, one of my favorite songs is by Beck, and it's called Deborah. I don't know if you're familiar with that song. Mm-mm. During his Odelay tour, he started playing this song that was just, uh, he sang in a falsetto, just false bravado. It was just a, an ode to 80s R&B. He was talking about, you know, how everyone brags about how great their, you know, their lifestyle is. And so Beck sings this song. It's about a woman that he met at JCPenney and whose name is Jenny. I mean, the lyrics go. I met you at JCPenney. I think your name tag. I said Jenny. I go step to you. Get, get. 
it became a huge hit when he sang this at uh, at his concert. I, I saw I saw him many times at during that tour. Odele is one of my favorite records. But uh, and when he did that, I mean, plus during Odele, he started to dance during his uh, during this tour, mm-hmm. and it was thrilling just to see him like this kind of kind of alt rock guy enjoying himself and dancing and just loving everything about the music. And so, uh, again, just brings me so much joy just hearing that song every time. And anytime he brings that uh, song in concert, it's, you know, it's it's a party. So I love that so much. <laughs> yes, I like that. And, and it does sound familiar to me. I, I do like Beck, and I'm pretty sure I have heard that song before. Okay. But, but of course, you know, probably didn't pay close attention to the lyric. We're yucking it up over here, but uh, let's take a break and... Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. To the What Difference Doesn't Make podcast. <laughs> You're laughing it up. Laugh it up, chucklehead. It's April Fool's Day. Okay. All right. So anyway, I took two. I, I took two. Now it's back back to you. I may take two because these, these sort of are connected, but not really. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
probably you never would have guessed something like this would have been on the list. So do you remember the song or the dance, the Macarena? Yeah, I've been to a bar mitzvah and I've been to weddings and uh, I have attempted the the Macarena. So yes, I am I am familiar with this uh, this dance. Yeah, I just, for some reason, this song reminds me of when my, it, it brings back warm and fuzzy memories. It reminds me of when my kids were young. It was from, it, it was it was ranked the number one greatest one-hit wonder of all time by VH1 in 2002, which is the year my son was born and my daughter was four. Oh, that's fun. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we, of course. obviously this was big at, during the, the whole circuit when they got a little older. All right. Yeah, it's just the, 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 <laughs> the guy singing it, it the two, two older men, they're called Los Del Rio. And I don't that know. Was that was creepy, much, but... if I remember. It was like these two older men. And these young dancers in the video. Yeah. Are you talking about, there's like a, a different remix with a rap, right? That was the Bayside Boys. So Yes, so, that's um, right. Yeah, and they added some English lyrics to it. Okay. And uh, this all happened at, at Power 96 in Miami. I guess that the um, one of the DJs that worked there, I, I think he might have brought the Bayside Boys into it. So the Bayside Boys remix was number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And stayed at the top of the chart for 14 weeks. <laughs> it started, it started to to wane. The popularity started to wane, but it stayed in the hot 100 for 60 weeks. <laughs> 60 weeks. I'm looking. That's a long time. I'm looking at some of these lyrics, and it's uh, you know, it's it's not a, really a kid song with no, the, it's with not the rap. A kid's song. <laughs> it's not a kid song. It's funny. I, personally. And and I guess this is probably a running theme through my life with with all the Spanish art Spanish language artists that I like. I happen to like the uh, the Los Del Rio version original version of the song. I mean the Bayside Boys mix was was good also, but I like the you like the uh, just the, the original yeah okay. Um, Move with me, chant with me, and if you're good, I'll take you home with me. Hey yeah, yeah. nice. That's all. That's all you need to do. Not play, sure that that play was her some Beck, play her some Deborah, <laughs> can get with her and her sister. So the joke with with this song, so it was it was around the time of the nineteen ninety six Democratic National Convention. Okay, so uh, when Al, this was Al Gore. Oh right, okay. So, so there was a clip of him which I I hadn't seen before. You know, looking at stuff about the song, um, you know, Al Gore, kind of a, a stiff guy. Right. Uh, made a joke about doing the Macarena during his speech. And he said, I'd like to demonstrate for you the Al Gore version of the Macarena. <laughs> then he stayed still for a few seconds and he said, would you like to see it again? Oh, Al. <laughs> Al, the funny guy. Uh, yes. Stick with the, st- stick with the climate change. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Move with me, chat with me. And if you're good, I'll take you home with me. So that was just brings back happy memories. Sure. And can you can you do the macarena? Like if I asked you, I know you you've often said you don't take direction well. Can you stand up and give me a little demonstration of the Macarena? Uh, I could, not to put you on the spot, to. but this is a, our April Fool's show. And, you know, we want to put this up on our YouTube page. So show me the Macarena. Yeah, no, the, the, yeah. I'll do the, I'll, I'm going to do the Al Gore version. Perfect. Do you want to see it again? <laughs> yes. You can submit that next year for a, for some award. Oh, yeah. We can uh, yeah. We'll win one of those podcast Academy Awards. <laughs>
Okay, because I have an affinity for Spanish, as you know. Yes, Holly speaks. Do you remember? Fluent uh, Spanish. I guess this isn't really this isn't a dance, but it does make you want to dance. Okay. Uh, the ketchup song. Have you ever heard of the ketchup song? <sighs> vaguely, <laughs> vaguely. I mean, I'm, uh, it sounds funny. Okay, ketchup song. It's not meant to be funny. Right. Uh, it, it's. It was not meant to be funny. Also a Hispanic song. Is that? Yes. It's okay. called. <laughs> so in parent, it's a, it's the ketchup song. And then parentheses, it's called I said a hey. I said a hey. That is a nonsensical word. Oh, not a, I said a, I, like a hey ho. That, not that. I kid you not. Up until doing the actual research on this song, I thought they were saying I said a hey. Okay. Because, and I, and I do believe, even though nothing I can, okay, it is a play on the song on Rapper's Delight from the Sugar Hill Gang. So I think that's probably why, you know, I said, hey, remember from Rapper's Delight? I yeah. Said, hey, ha, okay. Um, but they said, but I said, hey, is, a, is gibberish. It's a meaningless word. And it's being a somewhat incorrect imitation of rapper of the rapper's delight. I said a hip hop, the hippie to the hippie to the hip hop. Remember? The, yes, the of course. Gibberish-y. Yeah. <laughs> this song, I, I learned a lot when I when I uh, dug into this song. There are actually rumors and conspiracy theories. Uh, of course. Yeah, about the gibberish lyrics that it it had it contained hidden demonic references that would lead the <laughs> oh. listener to Satanism and heresy. Sure. Okay. Um, Wow. And uh, yeah, so I thought it was pretty funny and it was banned on Mexican TV. It was banned because of, it, well, so, okay. So I just pulled up the English translation and mm-hmm. there's a line that it, it even says, it's not witchcraft. The fact that I find him every day, wherever I walk through, Diego has natural charm and that Rastafarian Afro gypsy happiness spot. <laughs> and yes it's yeah yeah i okay i don't know what that happiness spot is but uh, diego knows where it is So it was in, it was from 2002. This song was huge. Again, it uh, reminds me of my kid's childhood. It, I would it, imagine worldwide that probably song did great everywhere. 20 countries it became number one and yeah. became the best-selling hit of 2002 in six countries, topping in, in Australia, Canada, New Zealand. In the U.S., unfortunately, it stopped, it stalled at number 54. But in by 2006, 7 million copies All right, worldwide. So, so this brings you so much joy because it just yeah. you think of your kids. I do think you, of do, my kids. Is there a dance to this song? Um, it, there's, no dan- there's no dance like there was to the Macarena. But if you look, um, one of the versions I found online is the three. Los Ketchup is three lovely looking women singing the song. They're dancing, but not, you know, there's no specific dance to it. It just makes you want to dance to me. It makes me want to dance. Okay. Yeah. And I just thought it just, it makes me happy. And I just think the funny, the name is funny that, so they are called the, Oh, the name of the band. Did I say that is called last ketchup? Oh, okay. And yes. their, their studio album is Hijas del Tomate, which means daughters of the tomato. I, I don't okay. know why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
So yeah, it, it just, it makes me happy. It's funny. It's campy. And I, I love rapper's delight. So the connection was, you know, was there for me. Yeah. N- only connection between those two songs is that they're in Spanish. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> love it. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So you did your uh, Los Ketchup. Yeah. Los Ketchup. Los Ketchup. And I, I recommend this. It's a, I think it's a fun song, even if they don't remind you, if the song doesn't remind you of your children. <laughs> All right, so uh, my attention now turns to a couple rap songs. Awesome. You know, old school. That's me. And actually, I thought of this band because Prince Marky D of the Fat Boys passed away. And I was reminded of how much my friends and I really enjoyed Fat Boys music. I mean, it was just kind of, it was silly, but we loved it. (laughs) And it it always made us smile. And it was kind of like... it was acapella, you know, it was the human beatbox. And we tried to do that. And of course, to ridiculous <laughs> results, which I will not even attempt. My, I, I'm sure I had like drinks coming out of my nose when my friends used to try and do the, the, the human beatbox. Type. Okay, wait a minute. Yes. You asked me to do the Macarena on screen and I did it for you. So let's see the human beatbox. <laughs> It was just kind of, <laughs> something like that. Okay. Yeah. Don't. Well, that is one for YouTube for sure. Oh, right. <laughs> so that, yeah, that was um, Darren Buffalove Robinson, who, who sadly also passed away, like really early, and like, like it was a, it was a freak accident. He he passed, he died at uh, the age of twenty eight. But terrible. yeah, but anyway, the the Fat Boys were they were in Crush Groove. One of my I love that that film as well. They had other hits too. I mean they they paired with the the Beach Boys and they did a song uh, cruising. They they did do a duet with uh, Chubby Checker. I think re- both of them reached the the top 20. They did, had their own film Disorderlies. Um <laughs> you know, Prince Marky D was still working. I mean, he was a DJ. He he worked with uh, in rock on uh, with Sirius XM, uh, Rock the Bells channel. A talented guy. So this original the the uh their EP was uh, was produced by Curtis Blow. This uh, oh fun yeah so th- this was like their their introduction and so of course you know then of course you go to uh to the original you know their introduction of you want to know who the fat boys are and here they are So yeah, so you kind of get the idea of what exactly the Fat Boys are, and that I did a pretty good impersonation, don't you think? Oh, I think you did. Yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> I nailed it. Um, Very good. Oh, this this is a good. Uh, yeah, going to be a great playlist. <laughs> I had the lyric. Well, oh shoot. Oh yeah. So the yeah. I think those lyrics were some like uh, where they introduce themselves. Prince Marky D, Cool Rock Ski, the Human Beatbox providing the beat. 1,000 pounds put all together, the Disco Brothers to last forever. Rap was still a new form, and I embraced it because it was Well, fun. that was the best rap. That was the best, the best time, I think. 
<laughs> I know we sound so old when we do that, but I, I love it. It's just so endearing to me I, or just something so innocent about it. Or, I don't know. Yes. Maybe that's it. The innocence of, of, mm-hmm. uh, of a new form, just kind of trying to, to find its, its way. Um, so, okay. So let me ask you a thousand pounds. How many people were in the band? Three pa- <laughs> th- three guys. So yeah. Oh. Yeah. They were fat. Oh. Do you not Only understand the something pounds each? Yeah, like three three hundred thirty three pounds and a third. <laughs> <laughs> wow, had they had they they must have had to look pretty hard to find three people of exactly the same weight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it goes with the who knows. Maybe there were a couple guys who were bigger than the others. I I don't think they all like weighed four, exa- four and two. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to weigh them on a scale to say, hey, wait a second, you guys are lying, you lying liars. You can't lose You're le- yes, less. So then that leads me to my, my second song. What would joy be without Beastie Boys in our lives? And so I go to Paul's Boutique. This was their second record. And it was their homage to the 70s. Again, it was, this was music that they truly loved. And they took it and just kind of tweaked it a little um, and just made it their own. And it's so joyful. There, this one song that I'm going to play, Shake Your Rump, has 14 samples in it. I mean, it's everything from uh, Rose Royce to Africa Bombada to uh, to Louis Belson. I mean, it's just insane, just the amount of different uh, samples that they're putting in this song. And it's still funky, and it's still great. And, it, you know, it's just, it's dancey, and it makes you want to do exactly what they say. right woo woo is the disco call i mean come on the first time i heard it, I, it's still my head explodes every time i hear it because i'm hearing different sounds or different samples and just like you recognize something different in the song it's just great that should have been the quiz today even lyrically like you know like sam the butcher bringing alice the meat like fred <laughs> flintstone driving around with bald feet what does it mean i don't know is it funny hell yeah it's funny God, they're having the time of their lives. <laughs> That's it. Well, they always look like they're having the time of their lives. Do you remember the first time you saw the video for Sabotage? Oh, my God. Yeah, Sabotage is amazing. I, I still get thrills watching that. Uh, yeah, I have uh, actually one of a uh, poster in my room is uh, of uh, is from the Sabotage video. Just them in the a, car. A poster the, the, in your room, like a poster in your bedroom. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, it's <laughs> love it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're they're amazing. They're wonderful. I miss them tremendously. Have you watched the the Apple TV special? Nope. Oh, you should do yourself a favor and just okay. kind of uh, watch uh, the documentary. It's going There's on a the couple ones. Right yeah, now. Beastie Boys, the Billie Eilish one. I think I recommended that to you. Yes, that's I've a, that's a that feel was, good one too. Watch that's it. on the list too. Yeah, I'm getting some good ones from you. Yeah. These I will watch. Okay. I know you don't believe it when I say that, but I will. These I will watch. 
I've heard that before. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will uh, pass the mic to you, as the Beastie Boys say. <laughs> okay. This one, this one always, well, another one that reminds me of my son, but for different reasons. He, it was uh, a little older, probably early high school years. Uh, he discovered, he and his good friend discovered this, the Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire. Okay. And they learned every lyric. I thought it was a very, you know, catchy, you know, uh, catchy song. I guess there's not, there, there's nothing really funny about it. But, no, um, no, it's, well. Uh, it makes me happy, I think, because it, <laughs> for a variety of reasons, listening to my son and his friend recite the words. This song was on an endless loop when, when his friend Luke would come over they would just be singing it and uh, singing it over and over to Billy Joel, and they learned a lot about history. That's that hilarious. Maybe they didn't know. Yeah, because it was. Wait, this song came out in '89. I this think song came out in '89. Yes, it was Sam was album. born ten years later. More thirteen years. Thirteen later, years so. later. I, I the truth is I don't even know how he discovered the song, but somehow he did. He played it somewhere, <laughs> and he just latched onto it and. He learned, he, he always, you know, enjoyed history, but he was in high school. He didn't know all these uh, events that were mentioned in the song. And it got me to learn, it got me there. I really, it made <laughs> me look up the list of all the events that yeah. were covered that he mentioned in the song. And he only mentions them with, the, you know, with a sentence. And I realized, wow, some of these things I didn't know either. Well, there, it's just one word though. He's just going through, if I remember, it's like when he was born till the time it was recorded. And if I remember, yes. like the like the end of the song, he kind of like rushes through like twenty years in one chorus and one stanza. Yes. You know, like he slowly like forties, fifties, sixties. You know, he spends like most like three minutes of the song, and then there's thirty seconds left. He's like, "Oh yeah, uh, Cold War. I can't take it anymore," or something. Right? And it just wraps up. Let's let's wrap it up. <laughs> He did speed it up at the end, but I didn't know it was because he was running out of time. I just thought, you know, that was the, that was his pacing. Um, but yes, it started, it, he, um, there are more than a hundred headline events between 1949, which was the year he was born, yeah. uh, to 1989. It was released and it was from his album, Stormfront, Billy Joel. Did you watch Mad um, Men, by the way? I never watched Mad Men. Really? Okay. If you want to see, we didn't start the fire in a series. <laughs> And a really good series. Watch Mad Men because it it kind of it's all in that that area right there. Not up to eighty nine, but you know, just kind of because Billy pays oh, yeah. most attention to, you know, when he was an adolescent. I think that's that's the Mad Men era, all in the sixties and seventies and everything that was yes. going on then. Watch, yeah, put that on your. I can't. Oh, Mad Men. Oh, that's good I know. stuff. I'm, the, I'm one of the only people I know in my crowd that has not watched Mad Men. Okay, well. I know. Do yourself a favor, um, but he, <laughs> as I he, say many times. What? Do yourself a favor. Watch watch Mad Men. Do yourself a and, favor. Watch the Beastie Boys documentary. And as I say, I, I live under a rock. Yeah. So okay. Um, but yeah, these the the events. No, you're right. He didn't say much about them at all. He just you know there he kind of listed them. It's off a laundry list of th of things, yeah. which I find amusing. Oh, here's something. Here's something. Here's another thing. 
But it made you test yourself. So the, the first element or date or whatever he, subject he hits on is Harry Truman. Uh-huh. And then Doris Day. It makes you go, oh, it's funny. It's actually the first episode. The first um, pieces were from 1948. So Harry Truman won uh, won the election in 1948. And Doris Day debuted in Romance on the High Seas in 1948. I learned a lot about history. I loved hearing uh, Sam and Luke singing it. And um, it makes me happy. And I, I learned something from it as well. I learned a lot from it as well. Okay. Because I dug deep. I chose to dug deep on some of the, you know, some of the things that I didn't know. That's funny that they discovered that. But yeah, that's great. Yeah. They picked up. I should have asked him in advance of this show how he ended up discovering the song. All I know was I just remember being on an endless loop in the house. So <laughs> makes me smile. Did you ever read him the story of the three little pigs? This is my segue. <laughs> I probably did, but why is there is there something in particular about the Three Little Pigs that strikes you? Sure, in uh, 1993, there was a, a song by Green Jelly, an alt rock hit, uh, the Three Little Pigs. You remember this? It was like a, a video on. Um, you might have still been watching MTV back then, but um, they had like an alt rock hit. This, these guys from Green Jelly. I don't remember all the guys in there. The the two guys that I do know. Are, uh, are Maynard and uh, Danny Carey, for, uh, who eventually formed the band Tool. They're in this band, Green Jelly. They're telling the story of the Three Little Pigs, but just kind of like an alt-rock type of story. And it's Maynard who does the voice of the little pig, and it's still very funny. It's done in claymation. It's very amusing, and I could see why it was a hit back then, because, you know, we were all into Beavis and Butthead and that stuff. So... Uh, <laughs> I do remember this. Okay, so you kind of get the idea of uh, what they're up to there. Very uh, tool-like. Uh, yeah, so you know it tells a little story, but uh, but it peaked at number seventeen on the on the Hot One Hundred in nineteen ninety three. No, um, made it all the way up to number five in the UK, and um, it even reached number one in New Zealand. So okay. the kids loved it. The song was ranked number 35 on VH1's 40 Most Awesomely Bad Metal Songs Ever. (laughs) Did you watch Beavis and Butthead? Were you into that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They actually, they were able to break songs back then. But if they liked a song that was in their show, that uh, became a hit. Okay, so we've come to the part in our show where where it's the quiz. And I want... Quiz! Yeah. I wanted to quiz. I'm going to quiz Holly. I pulled up some, there were some silly songs in the eighties and I want to see how well Holly knows these. They're not exactly, um, are they obscure? They're not, no, they're not obscure. Um, but I know Holly is not uh, a lyricist. She, she likes the beat. She likes to dance. She likes to move. She doesn't care what people are saying as long as it's, uh, 
long as she could dance to it. Well, well, that's true. Well, that is that is very true. Ninety percent of the time, as it happens today, as we were talking about these songs, I had to read all the lyrics. Be- well, I guess except for Macarena and the ketchup song, <laughs> and uh, there are clever, clever lyrics. All right. Well, let's see how much you were paying attention back in the eighties. Okay. Oh boy. All right. I'm going to give you ten songs. Okay. All right. Here we go. Are you oh. going to sing them? No. That's then you'll get it. Here, <laughs> here we go. Oh, hey you, who said that? Baby, how you been? You say you don't know, you won't know until you begin. This is a song we talked about recently. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe I just listened to it recently. Sure. You hear hear it constantly. I'll give you another uh, line. I'll give you a little more. So can't you see me standing here? I've got my back against the record machine. I ain't the worst that you've seen. Oh, can't you see what I mean? (laughs) Can you get to the chorus? (laughs) ah might as well what would you do the next line is the 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 next word is the the title of the song (laughs) ah might as well i'm going to yes there you go (laughs) all right very good okay this is going to be this is going to be painful i could already tell (laughs) yes it is you're gonna have to shorten this up and make it sound like i got to the answer quicker okay <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if how. All right. So here we go. Yeah, I'm going to suck at this. Ah, uh, if she called me, I'd be there. I'd come running anywhere. She's all I need all my life. I feel so good if I just say the word. What's the word, Holly? Can you try singing it for me? I'm going to give you a hint. He is one of the four richest drummers in the world. So is it Phil oh, Collins? Yes. And he sings that song that we all know and love. <laughs> Studio? Yes. Susu Studio. Oh, that was right. That was a <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Yes, I knew it was Susudio. 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 Yes. Oh, my God. All right. This is fun. All right. This one might be, this one's going to be hard, too, probably. All right. Don't think me unkind. Words are hard to find. They're only checks I've left unsigned from the banks of chaos in my mind. All right, here's where you'll, you might get it. And when their eloquence escapes me, their logic ties me up and rapes me. It makes as much, the, the words are just as much sense as uh, a susu studio. I know the song. I know you know this song. Go ahead. Do you know the word? Just do 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 a Malong. What the? What do you think it's? Oh my God, you're killing me! All right, the do 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 da 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 da. The police. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my! I can sing the song. I can't. Oh. Uh, all right. All right. Well, here's another one with do do do's in it. <laughs> Stocked in the forest, too close to hide. I'd be upon you by the moonlight side. Do 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 do. High blood drumming. On your skin, it's so tight, you feel my heat. I'm just a moment behind. Do, 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 do. I'm just a moment. In touch with the ground. I'm on the hunt. I'm after you. Oh, I, uh, uh, Scent and a sound. Hungry I'm, like the wolf. Yes. <laughs> Was that the whole song you just recited? Oh, pretty much. That's uh, as far as I'm going. <laughs> These are going to be tough. All right. Here we go. Number five. This might be, 
That's it? No, I, I gave you 10, but we're, <laughs> this is taking a long time. All right. Uh, daylight licked me into shape. I must have been asleep for days. And moving lips to breathe her name, I opened oh. up my eyes and found myself alone, alone, alone above a raging sea that stole the only girl I loved and drowned her deep inside of me. I'm totally off my game. I know this. Wait. All right. I'll, One more time. You, soft and lonely. You, lost and lonely. You, finish it. You, lost and lonely. You. <laughs> the next line is the title of the song. <laughs> Just, like- Just like Evan. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. I'm totally off my game. Welcome to the game show we like to call Pulling Teeth. Here we go. Number now, six. Now. Dream if you can a courtyard, an ocean of violets in bloom. Prince. And, uh, um, ah, there you go. Animals strike curious poses. They feel the heat. The heat between me and you. It's Prince. Right. Uh, it's a song. When doves cry. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Number seven. I bought a ticket to the world. But now I've come back again. Why do I find it hard to write the next line? Oh, I want the truth to be said. And then we hum along. Fa, 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 fa. Oh, it's um, uh, true. Yes, it is true. <laughs> oh, we're having so much fun here. Oh, my God. This is so painful. Because <laughs> okay. you know these songs. That's why it's yes. painful. I know. Here's another one. Here's your ticket. Pack your bag. It's time for jumping overboard. The transportation is here. Close enough, but not too far. Maybe you know where we are. Fighting fire with fire. Ah, watch out. Uh-uh. Strange, but not a stranger. I'll throw out some other, some random lyrics. Okay. 365 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an ordinary guy. Burning down the house. <laughs> I don't know if I... Oh, it's burning down the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I know. Okay, so I, I'm making a mental note to never ask you these again. I know you're not even going to know this. I put this one in just for funsies. Just, but... to, just to mess with me, which I like. I couldn't get any the other ones, so... Yeah. Why would I be ever be able to get this I one? I know. Yeah, all, all men have secrets, and here is mine, so let it be known... For we have been through hell and high tide. I can think I can rely on you. And yet you start to recoil. Then there, there's the, I'd still, I'd leap in front of a flying bullet for you. Then it goes into with the name of the song. So blah, 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 blah. It makes none, but now you're gone and you must be looking very old tonight. Anyway, that, that is the song. What, what difference does it make? <laughs> so, all right. Now I'm embarrassed. I knew you wouldn't know that one. Uh, last one for our April Fool's show. Your table manners are a crying shame. You're playing with your food. This ain't some kind of game. Now, if you starve yourself to death, you'll just have yourself to blame. You better listen. Better do as you're told. You haven't even touched your tuna casserole. You better chow down or it's going to get cold. So... <laughs> They're silly lyrics, okay? These are silly lyrics. This is our April Fool's show. This is a parody song. 
So it's words to a melody that you are very familiar with. So your table manners are a crying shame. You're playing with your food. This ain't some kind of game. Now, if you starve to death, you'll just have yourself to blame. Eat it? Yes. There you go. <laughs> Good job. Oh, my God. That took the, that took uh, longer than the, the whole show took. I know. Oh, my goodness. All right. No, no more lyric. No more lyrics for, for Holly. I'm way better at the multiple choice. Okay. I know. Well, I should have given you some, some multiple choices. <laughs> That was good. Those were very good, good choices and very good hints and, you know, <laughs> good singing. No, not at all. I, I think I could do the human beatbox better than I can sing. Hey, you're a good human beatbox. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I can always, uh, got a career to fall back on in case this falls apart. <laughs> there's a big, uh, there's a big calling now for a human beatbox. Always. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. Well, that wraps up our April Fool's show. Happy April <laughs> Fool's, Holly. That was a big uh, April Fool's. Happy April Fool's, Dave. Yeah. Happy New Year, Holly. <laughs> uh, I think you're mistaken. No, I, I have. You- what? No, it's always been April 1st. I haven't gotten word. Uh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> nope. Now you're still on the Julian calendar. Uh, we're, t- we're on the Gregorian calendar. A far now. superior calendar, in my opinion, was the Julian calendar. I don't, Says you. That's uh, a matter of opinion. Uh, oh, God, I can't believe the Gregorian's on- got the, the final say. <laughs> yes, we do. We're... Are we Gregorians? We're now, we're, we're Gregorians, I, I guess, by, you know, <laughs> decree of the calendar. All right, whatever, fine. Okay. <laughs> Where can you follow our silliness? What, uh, how, do they, how do they find us, Holly? If you choose to follow us, and we hope you do, you can find us on Facebook at the What Difference Does It Make podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at WDDIM podcast and Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're putting stuff up that you may never, ever hear in a in a <laughs> weekly podcast. Check us out. Follow us. Subscribe to our newsletter. Check out our website, WDDIMpodcast.com. And uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And thank you to uh, Pantheon Podcast. We are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family. So until next week, this is Dave. <laughs> this is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.